Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus on Wednesday the 11th of August. Slightly later than normal today because I wanted to have a really good look at what's happening in the electricity market. You may well have heard over the last couple of days and as I briefly reported yesterday in the Dawn Chorus, we had a power outage, the first in 10 years on the coldest day of winter on Monday night. Around about 7, 7.30, Transpower forced some of the lines companies to cut power to thousands of homes, particularly in the Waikato. This came after uh, this big surge in demand for power, because it was cold, and everyone turned on their, their heat pumps, some of which were new, having been forced through by the healthy uh, warm homes um, legislation. And unfortunately for the market and for Transpower and for the people who were at home about to get warm, this was there was not enough generation to supply people. Now, that's because of some market failures, in my view, and a few other people's views, and I'm going to talk about those in a minute. But the immediate cause of it was that uh, Genesis said that a whole bunch of weed got into the intake of its Tokanu uh, hydro station, you know, the one at the uh, top of Lake Taupo, so some weed. Secondly, uh, um, they were expecting wind at one of Genesis's wind farms. That didn't happen. For some reason, the wind didn't turn up at 7 o'clock when they expected. They didn't get much warning from Transpower to say, hey, we've got a significant problem here. A couple of hours. And Genesis says that it didn't have enough time to start up a third a thermal um, generator at Huntley. So this is a third coal generator. You may know, of course, that we have over the last year been burning lots of coal because uh, we've had a dry winter and some problems getting gas into the market. So what's really going on here and what's going to happen next? Well, uh, the it all hell broke loose for the government yesterday. Um, Judith Collins called for Megan Woods to resign. Uh, Megan Woods turned up with the Prime Minister at her side at the regular caucus run. Every Tuesday morning when Parliament's sitting, all of the press gallery gets together in a quite a small space, a corridor that leads up to the Labour Party caucus room, and um, we grab ministers and the PM as they go past. It's one of our rare chances to get them, so to speak, uh, without having to go through a bunch of um, gatekeepers. So Megan Woods turned up to talk about what had happened with the outage uh, on the Monday night, and she did this yesterday. I was there and asked some questions. It was clear that the Prime Minister knew this was a significant uh, risk and a problem. Normally the Ministers are allowed to talk for themselves, but um, the Prime Minister stood right next to Megan Woods to intervene and to... Uh, um, keep an, an eye on the whole situation and make sure it didn't get out of hand. And what I'm going to do now is play for you an excerpt of that uh, discussion would be a, a kind word for it, a little press conference thing that happened yesterday on the way into the caucus run. What you'll hear is um, a lot of noise, then me asking Megan Woods a question, her answering it, uh, then the Prime Minister jumping in and having her say, and then me trying to ask another question of Megan Woods. Have a listen to this. Do you still have confidence in the electricity market to provide competition and security? 
Oh, look, I think that it's been well canvassed that we're asking questions about that market and about whether or not it's fit for purpose. That's something that a process that we started with our electricity price review, that we've certainly introduced market making powers. Um, but, you know, we continue to ask questions um, in that. Um, I, I want to know whether or not these were engineering constraints or market constraints that we've could, could it be um, Obviously, um, New Zealand is um, not having power on the coldest night of the the year is, is not something that we find acceptable um, and something that um, there are serious questions to be asked about and that is exactly what we're doing and as we get answers to those questions through the day. So it could be that it wasn't running. One thing that's really clear is that... I'll come to you straight after. No, I want to talk to... Oh, she'll still be here. One thing that we want to be really clear on is that we cannot, hand on heart, say right now that all of the generation that could have come online did come online. And that is a critical question. There may still be a case that this could have been prevented. Uh, we need to know uh, as quickly as possible whether that was the case because it means we can target our solution. But what happened was not good enough. Even if it really was a peak on an extremely cold night, it should is not still not good enough that we weren't able to warm our homes. So let's put this in perspective. Let's take this seriously. Let's um, look at the facts and see what actually went wrong last night, rather than making well, false should, should should the government should should the should, should the government? Sorry, you've had a question. I'll come to Janet. Um, who has oversight of the generation capacity? So there you have it. You can sense the um, potential problem that Jacinda Ardern sees there. And uh, overnight, Audrey Young, who's closely watched, described it as described yesterday potentially as the worst day for the Prime Minister. Uh, she managed to um, flick it aside and uh, deal with it. Later on in Parliament, Megan Woods came out with a full statement in which she threw Genesis Energy under the bus. Interestingly, Genesis Energy's CEO flashed back later on yesterday, and uh, you can see more detail on that in the Dawn Chorus text version, which has gone out in the email. So what's, what's really going on here? Well, over the last 25 years or so, New Zealand has had a uh, supposedly free and private market for electricity, a wholesale market in various forms. It's been tweaked repeatedly over that period. But right now we have a situation where the main generators, uh, and they are mostly former state-owned companies or state-controlled companies, there's, big, there's five of them, Genesis, Mercury, Meridian, Contact and Trustpower. Three of them are 51% owned by the government. That's Meridian, Mercury and Genesis. And uh, they um, generate power, most of it still hydro, and, uh, and they also generate power from thermal, so coal and gas. There's a bit of wind, there's a bit of hydro, um, there's a bit of uh, um, geothermal. And the deal is... There's a certain amount of demand from us as we turn on our heaters. Uh, Transpower um, keeps an eye on all of this. It distributes a lot of the electricity around the country. Then the lines companies distribute it. Transpower, in theory, is on top of what the demand is and what the supply is, and there's a market. So when there is lots and lots of demand and not enough supply, the price goes up, and that, in theory, encourages the generators to turn it up a bit and do a bit more coal and gas in particular. And, or they could um, generate power by putting some more water through the hydro. 
Now this is a particular problem when you have a dry year and you can't use hydro because there's not enough water left in the lakes, in theory. And um, so what we've seen over the last year in particular, uh, as there's been a little bit more demand for power, and also because of it's been a dry year and there's been some problems with gas supplies in the uh, central North Island, particularly Taranaki, uh, we've seen the wholesale price dramatically increase for electricity. Our regular listeners will remember an episode of a podcast a few weeks ago where I talked about the issues around the wholesale market and the lack of competition from independent retailers unable to access a decent wholesale price. Flick Electric, um, uh, Electric Kiwi and No Might R have either pulled out of the market, stopped marketing or not taking on new customers. And um, they have effectively taken pressure off the big uh, gin tailors who are now free to put up prices for retail customers. Um, so there's a failure in the market right there. Secondly, we have a process behind the scenes with the Electricity Authority and the Minister of looking at the problem of the electricity market and whether it's going to work as we try to get to carbon zero. The basic problem is the current structure of the market incentivizes generators to not put in new production, to only put in little bits and pieces which is really flexible and reliable to sell into the market at the highest possible price and then use that highest possible price to smear across all of their other low-cost baseload production. So essentially, a high price of coal or gas at the margin is what you get for the very low to no price hydro that you generate. So there's a potential for a big profit margin there, which is the incentive for the generator retailer particularly those ones who have their own supplies of hydro. Uh, it's a great scheme for shareholders. And of course the government is a shareholder. And then I think this is one of the core conflicts at the centre here, which means that we're not getting much change. It's actually in the government's financial interests not to reform the system so that we have more secure supply, more renewable supply and more affordable supply because the government's getting a lot of money from these dividends from Genesis Mercury and Meridian. And of course the Treasury has been saying for the last, certainly the last six months or so, and for basically uh, all of the periods, except for briefly during the GFC and briefly during COVID, that the government's main aim is to stop running deficits, to always get into surplus and to repay debt. And so when you've got a three big power companies throwing dividends at you, the last thing you want to do is break up or somehow remove that ability to make a big profit. Now what's going on here is that it's dawning on the government as we enter this new era of trying to get to carbon zero that the current market structure where the generators are um, incentivized to to only do uh, renew uh, to only do uh, coal and gas fired uh, generation at the margins is a problem and to give you a sense of how much of a problem over the last 25 years uh, there has been some new generation put in, wind farms, but actually when you look at the scale of it, most of the new generation has been coal and gas. And in fact, net, after you take out some other very old um, coal and gas generation, net, there has been virtually no new generation added. And there's no way we're going to get to carbon zero unless we add a whole lot of new renewable generation. And that's not what the system's developing at the moment. 
So uh, uh, currently the Electricity Authority uh, is, is looking at the wholesale market after some shenanigans a couple of years ago. We also have the Electricity Authority quietly announcing um, a market review uh, with a view to looking at how to deal with this long-term issue. The Electricity Authority itself realises this is an issue, made a submission to the Climate Commission on it. Essentially, everyone knows we have to restructure this market to deal with climate change and do it in a way that's not about maximising profits for private companies. And how do you get there? That's the problem. So now, uh, one of the big calls is for structural separation of the gentailers. So breaking them up into wholesale and retail, telecom style, and um, then having a proper wholesale market that everyone could access. Now, whether that actually generates the incentives to do big new renewable generation is another thing, but certainly that's what could be looked at. Now, as recently as April, the minister, Minister Woods, was asked, well, what about structural separation? She said, yeah, that's on the table a bit. How do you, how do you feel about it? Would you be interested? Maybe, probably, which is not inspiring confidence, I have to say. And uh, the big issue here, of course, is that when you want to uh, bring in some change, you have a status quo bias to overcome. And also the risk uh, in a market like this, where the biggest player is the government, and the regulator is very invested in the current system and is advised by people who are also invested in the current system, it's very hard to make a change because what you actually need is a lot more wind, a lot more hydro. Both of those are very difficult under the RMA. You need a lot more solar. Hardly anyone's, any has been produced, particularly solar on roofs with batteries to give you a lot more resilience and mean that you don't have to invest in a whole lot of new lines capacity. Because just imagine what would happen in a few years' time, when we all rock up on the coldest night of the year, plug in our electric cars and turn on our heat pumps, what's going to happen? A whole bunch of coal is going to get burned at the, with the current setup. So that's not really viable in the long run. So, there you have it. That's my current view on, on where we are with this electricity market reform. Watching out for news today, obviously there's been the SCEG report out at 5 o'clock this morning saying that we're not really going to reopen until next year when everyone's had a chance for a vaccination. And even then, uh, very limited overseas travel only for the vaccinated for short periods to safe countries. Australia looks like it's losing its Delta battle. New South Wales appears to be giving up. No bubble, I don't think, until well into next year. And for those hoping for some guidance on what the thresholds are and when we when we reopen, are we there yet? Well, no, nothing specific. So basically we have to keep waiting until we know that we have enough people vaccinated that we can start to open up. And the government hasn't said exactly where that is, in part because, well, we know what's happening with Delta, but what about the next ones that aren't there yet? That is the Dawn Chorus. Thank you very much. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka on Wednesday, August the 11th.